five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for WDMA. We fight for direct mail and direct marketing every day. And here we go. First, let's start with some fun. This is an Uber Eats commercial for, for in French. So I'll try to translate for you. Young man on the phone says, I'm cooking something great for you, mom. <clears throat> now he's making noises. What are you up to, mom? Carbonara. Making noises. Burn myself. It's the oven. Uber Eats. By the way, can you bring dessert? Uber Eats. You know the praline crunch, the one that you love? <laughs> now she's making the noises. Anyway, there's a whole string of them <clears throat> on this particular. I think there's a way for you to see the see what I keep in my pocket, but I don't know how to do it. I, I For a while I posted it somewhere, but um, it broke and I didn't know how to fix it. Anyway, <clears throat> also down below, we're having our meetup in Minneapolis, Minnetonka. And um, Thursday, next Thursday at 6 p.m. at Jimmy's. And uh, the details are at WDMA.org. And I think that the style consultant is sending out a uh, sending out a thing, an email. <clears throat> so anyway, the ad of the day, that's the one we just saw, Uber Eats. Lovely mocks French eating habits. Right. <clears throat> Lampooning French eating habits with its latest campaign. Yeah, some of them are funny. That one was pretty funny. Um, although ordering deliveries is now firmly an anchored in French habits, um, it often clashes with French cultural norms. Taking the time to cook, doing one's own shopping with care, going out to eat, the brand said. Nevertheless, the reality of an increasingly overloaded daily life places Uber Eats as an ally that allows us to avoid overloading ourselves and simply indulge in a few clicks. <clears throat> So the campaign also highlights the fact that there is a wider variety of, of goods available on the service uh, with an evolution of its old let's talk about food to include other grocery and household items, which is part of other commercials there. Anyway, spots launched on June 5th. <clears throat> now we have an article from the Wall Street Journal about how direct to consume. Oops, I got to put the PDF on there. <clears throat> okay, so there we go. Direct-to-consumer marketers are chasing customers after privacy changes. Okay, and so uh, Anne-Marie Alicantera, I think that's it, um, and she said that the privacy policies of Apple have upended the digital advertising landscape. And I want to be clear about this. Direct marketing can be done in digital. It's not, it's not as easy because it doesn't have as high an engagement as mail. But it can be done, and so it's not like I'm opposed to digital. I just want you to do things. I want you to know what's working the best. I want you to be testing your digital. And one of the things the article goes on to say is <clears throat> that it what well that it isn't so much that digital isn't working as it always has in light of Apple. It's just much harder to to attribute it. And um, attribution has always been difficult, so now it's much more difficult. So anyway, there's been Casper and Warby Parker uh, challenged established brands by social media. <clears throat> but Jones Road, Jones Road Beauty cut its ad spend on Meta by 25% in response to Apple's move. 
okay? And they also are uh, said there's having promising marketing efforts on TikTok, okay, which is still, you know, digital, obviously, right? Uh, James Road Beauty, founded in 2020, uh, shifted its spending away from Facebook and to TikTok also, okay? But Dutch Pet, I like this one. <clears throat> a telemedicine company for pets, founded in 2021, is looking for ways to market itself beyond its current mix of Google, Meta, and affiliate marketing, and considering influencer marketing, and yes, you heard it first here, direct mail. Woohoo! <clears throat> in the wake of Apple's policy change, Dutch pet Mike Mar Matt Gehring said, it's just going to take longer. You're going to have to risk more dollars on inefficiencies. And, you know, I always, yesterday we had a long show on how it isn't necessarily inefficient. Mail isn't necessarily efficient, inefficient just because it costs more. But it can be, but it can also have a much higher engagement, much higher uh, a lifetime value for customers that are acquired through mail. So there's some benefits, but a part of the benefits mean that you have to start looking beyond the, today's click numbers right so um he said these new strategies may help startups reach broader broader audiences there's a likely a place for your brand with people that say three years ago wouldn't have seen your product because of how hyper targeted you were you can be over targeted you can be looking for the one person who will buy for 100 percent sure but you can't grow with a one person Mr. Gearing said. Another guy, Taylor Offer, chief executive at Feet Socks, F-E-A-T Socks, said, it seems in the past five years we forgot all other marketing channels existed. Amen to that. Especially the media did, marketing media. Now it's back to other opportunities. You might not get that same-day attribution, right, that you used to get on Facebook and Instagram, but it's building the brand over time. Feet cut its budget back on Facebook and Instagram by 20%. And again, that would be an excellent, probably an excellent budget for direct, to test with direct. But don't think you're going to get the answers in 10 seconds. You're going to build a brand and you're going to go over time. And one of the best places to start is with your existing customers. So if you've been a dot com and you've been doing, uh, you know, one and done, one order to, to consumers, this is a way to remind them and get a second order. And they're much, much more valuable, like four times more valuable when they place a second order. Mr. Offer said, it's doing things that aren't scalable. It's responding to every single customer in the DMs and leaving an impression that way. Now, that's one way to do it. Of course, Stash T made a business out of sending a letter. When people would call or write in and say, you know, I'll never forget the time I had Stash T on the river overlooking the bay with my loved one or something and then stash t would take relevant pieces out of that and would mail them a letter uh, on their anniversary or whatever they had talked about okay so meta is still big um and apple's policy change hurt facebook's ability to demonstrate sales stemming from the ads said ryan pamplin chief executive of blendjet it isn't that facebook is not still driving massive amounts of sale it is but what's happened is the amount that they can take credit for has gone down. Eh, that may or may not be. It's hard to tell. What's missing, cannot, what's lacking, cannot be counted. That's from the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe. 
Anyway, now I want to get into something a little hot water here. Um, my friend Augustine Fu, we had several emails back and forth yesterday trying to understand this. Um, but he pu published a, a, a LinkedIn article, did ANA accidentally admit I was right on ad fraud for years? And of course, what that means is that ad fraud is way bigger than ANA, the Association of National Advertisers, suggests. Their data says that it's down in the 2% or in the under 1% range. It's been going down steadily thanks to their tag efforts. That's what they credit it for. So in on June 2nd, their monthly newsletter published a section. Um, and again, if you want to read this, get the show notes, WDMA.org. Also the details for the, for the June 16th meetup up in Minnetonka. But in the article published by the ANA, um, they listed Augustine's, Dr. Augustine's three tips on how to spot ad fraud. The article, the entire article that Augustine published uh, in December of 2021 is included in the show notes uh, after the show. Okay, Bob, Bob Leotis, Leotis um, who's president of ANA apparently, um, Or somebody, somebody changed it. On June 5th, they had a screenshot, and they and they, all they talked about was the tag, not what you can do about ad fraud from Augustine. Um, this was part of an article, a longer article, that I referenced inadvertently. Okay, and here's the tag going down. The original newsletter had other sources on the topic of ad fraud being cited. One of the charts said that ad fraud was 120 billion. And the chart was very clear, and I tried to read these, but it was very difficult for me. I cited this graph, you'll see it below. App install farms, SDK spoofing, click spam, ad stacking, and, uh, and other kinds of fraud. So there was this graph in the ANA newsletter, and it was originally from Business of Apps, which is a, a business company, uh, blog post, consulting company, I think. This graph was picked up by Joe Mandesi's post, ANA ad analysis, ad, to, ad, ad fraud tops $100 billion annually. Um, first of all, ANA didn't do the analysis. It was from Business of Apps. Second of all, it was not really... Augustine says it's not really ad fraud. Well, it's sort of, it's internet-related stats. You know, it's the number of users, the number of browsers, or the number of, of clicks your site gets. Those kinds of things can be inflated, and that has a lot to do with it. The downloads of apps can be inflated. Um, all those things are related to the business of attention, we'll call it. So I, I sort of agree with Augustine on that one, but, you know, I'll, I'll give a nod to uh, that it's in the ad business, okay? The business of attention, okay? But there really, it wasn't uh, ANA. And so here's the Media Post article, and it basically just cut pieces out of the original article, which is also available on the show notes. Uh, so did ANA just admit I was right on ad fraud for years? That ad fraud was a huge, was huge? No. Um, it's not ad fraud that's $120 billion. But it is ad-related, I would say, the business of the Internet and selling attention. 
Um, the ANA deleted that post, that article that they had posted on their site. Excellent article. Um, here's here's uh, Dr. Augustine's article, How to Spot Spot Ad Fraud. Also excellent, and how to combat it. And he has three specific suggestions. He has a lot of articles and a lot of good stuff, even about small businesses and what you can do. And, uh, for example, um, check your own analytics, see if there's anything strange. And uh, if all your if all your <laughs> clicks arrive on your site from from small number of, of fraud sites, probably wrong. And another article I read, I didn't have couldn't put my finger on it. He suggested that if you're using Facebook, so this is back to the Wall Street Journal article, if you're using Facebook, make sure to check the uncheck the box that says Facebook advertise on Facebook and other sources. Uncheck that box, he says, because uh, it's likely that your ads may be shown on other sites far afield of Facebook. And you'll get better you'll get better stats and you'll get better control of your advertising if you don't just let them spread them to the wind and who knows where they're going. And so that's something as a small business, just make sure they don't share it a lot of other places. Um, so there was several tips. He's, he's always been very helpful and he's always open to comments and you can talk to him. Um, he points out that then, um, then Joe Mendezi published an article uh, titled, Fool Me, One, Fool Me Twice, Shame on Me which is also over here. Let's see. This is the ad fraud article that was on the ANA site and then pulled excellent information in here. Other sources of statistics. Excellent, excellent. I marked it up. This is the graph I used um, showing that ad uh, fraud was rampant. Uh, here's bots today, bots yesterday. Excellent. Mimic human behavior successfully. Behaved non-naturally were easy to differentiate from human users. Uh, were concentrated in data center. Now they're mostly located on real user devices. That's what those free apps you download can do for you. Um, and so they can have real user IDs and real device IDs. They didn't have their own cookies in the past. Now they can perform complicated actions. Are coordinated by entire teams of tech-savvy criminals in large communities. Usually we're standalone, less sophisticated. Have significant budgets for development and operations. Okay, and here's the how to prevent click fraud from HubSpot. Also excellent. Why combating ad fraud may be your best investment in 2022 from Forbes, and how to spot ad fraud and combat it. And that article, entire articles are cited. Excellent article, I would say. And here is Joe Mandizi saying goodbye to uh, Dr. Augustine Fu. Um, interesting because he he talks more about his own use of social media um, so he disconnected from Augustine but I've sent him several connection invitations and he I tag him but he doesn't respond so um, you know I'm not a player have a great day like and share if you have ad fraud questions you might want to reach out to dr. Augustine Fu he hasn't something you can you can embed on your site to help you with ad fraud. He asked me if I wanted it. I said, well, we don't really sell much on the internet. So take care. Have a good day. See you in Minnetonka. Bye-bye.